We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Cal Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming to you from Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Hopefully by now you guys checked out our UFC recap. The return of John Bones Jones. Shout out to everybody who won money. Yeah, yeah, look it over there on John Jones. It was one hell of a fight card this past weekend. John Jones was the second biggest star in the octagon. Jake Dillon Hall was number one. So make sure you guys go back and listen to that show. Today, it's all about boxing. And then we still have pro wrestling coming up to close out the week because AEW is rolling. We get the fallout from their pay-per-view. We got to talk about all of that. WWE is on the road to WrestleMania. NXT is doing the same on the road to Stand and Deliver. Pay-per-view, WrestleMania weekend. So a lot going on in pro wrestling. Make sure you guys check out that show. When that drops tomorrow, like I said, all boxing today. Dre, we know what this whole week has been about in boxing. What? Not 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 Figueroa? No, it, it ain't no. about fighting. No, not at all. It's all about Ryan Garcia. There's Devontae Davis. So we're going to talk about that for the majority of the show. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very Ryan and Javante centric. But Figueroa did win last weekend. We'll give a quick mention to that. There's a couple fights where, as the days goes on, it, it looks like we're going to get them less and less, which we'll talk about those two events here in a second. And then uh, a fight that is going to happen, which is 100% final now, Stephen Fulton versus Naoya Inouye. Oh, boy, what a fight that is. Oh, amazing. So we're getting some fights we want, some fights we don't. So it's, 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 it's better than it's been. Yeah. Years passed, it was like, we ain't getting shit. Yeah, well, I don't know. It was a lot of years where we were like, we want this fight, this fight, this fight. We got none of them. I mean, we got Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, at least. That was like the one. I mean, it's a big one. It is, but there was like seven we didn't get. No, yeah. That's so, yeah. <laughs> there, there weren't like a ton of undisputeds. No. There were like, it's all right. We've gotten a pretty good year, two years out of boxing, even though I know you were disappointed with last year. So... A lot of boxing to start and talk about there. I just have to ask you, because we talked about this on the last show. You watched the Chris Rock special yet? 
Still haven't watched it. You're the busiest man. Of I got too much shit to do. I don't have time to laugh at jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't got to worry about it. You ain't going to laugh that much. Really? Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to watch it. Of course you should watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's, it's uh, time. It, it didn't matter if you watched it. I have a general question. Sure. Because this is a topic going around. And it's, I guess, the hot button issue. Chris Rock. Two things. The first, when is comedy and in, in the storytelling of comedy okay to not really be funny? And it's purposeful. So you went and saw Dave Chappelle's last special. Mm-hmm. No, I think the last special was funny. Maybe it was the one before where he talked about his friend who was dying. Yeah. The trans was, woman yeah, who was one, dying. Yeah, one before. I wasn't necessarily funny. No. It's just a story and some funny parts. Yes. It wasn't meant to be funny. No. He's just telling the story that was very near and dear and close to himself on stage. Not that Chris Rock's special is bad. You should still watch it. Right. It's funny parts. I don't think it was meant to be funny. Okay. It's just a real-ass story and real-ass emotions. It's not Kevin Hart, who's kind of like a punchline rapper right. of comedy. Like, it's just joke, funny, funny, like caricatures, making fun of, if he does tell a real story, you know, he's talking about his dad and all this shit. Like, everything's funny. He does a funny voice. It's not that. What is comedy okay? Like, because I'm watching this and I'm just like, I think I'm supposed to be laughing and the story is great. But shit's like, it's too personal. I mean, that's that's tough because Gerard Carmichael did the same thing. That's another one. Nathaniel, which was, which is. That shit was hilarious. That was Phenomenal, but it was very like at points. So it's the like, end where he talks yeah. about coming out and it, it like, like that. That I narrative. Be watching this is very personal. Yes, and I love her thing. I love Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. I think Gerard Carmichael is so good because he makes you feel really uncomfortable with some of the shit that yes. he says, and then you'll laugh with that little goofy yeah. laugh, and you'll be like, "All right, I guess I can laugh at this." But Gerard is very special. Yeah. Um, Richard Pryor did a lot of storytelling too. Maybe is this just is it a fashion? Like, is this coming back into fashion? No, it's because like not everybody can do it. Right, like. A lot of people, just like you said, punchline rappers, a lot of people are very punchy, impersonation-based storytellers when it comes to being on stage. Then you have people like George Carlin, you know, very, very good at social commentary. They, there's a balance. Chris Rock is, I mean, again, I talked about this last show, when he was the underdog and he was a little skinny guy yelling yeah. and telling the truth, a lot of people was like, you're not supposed to say that. That's funny. But now he's rich and it feels like he's punching down a lot and people take it differently. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't even know how you present that. It's like, this is not supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, how do you do that? But I'm a comedian. Yeah, like, but I'm a comedian. So I'm here telling a story. You might not laugh. And then people are like, I don't want to watch this. I asked you because I feel like that's what Kendrick did and does often. Mm-hmm. Like this last album was that. Yeah. Like this rap. I ain't trying to make you dance. No, it, it has to be lyrical. Like. Right. These comedy specials, there's some jokes in here. I'm a comedian. But it's not for that. No. It's just this happens to be my platform. And if this shit's going to come out very real and very sad or cringy, like, I'm going to make you feel what I'm feeling. It's like, fuck. I mean, like, that's, that's art, right? Like, it is. Kendrick did that very well. Like, yeah. at points you were listening, it was like. Again, that's why, that's why I think it's hard, like, art, comedy, stand-up, because there's a lot of pain in comedy, too. Like, just like there's pain in music. And things will make you feel really uncomfortable. And I think it's up to the, the person that's digesting. That's why I hate commentary 
on social media about things. Because, like, if you're not the audience it's directed to, or if you don't get the message, or if you just don't appreciate the message, it's okay. But when you go on there, it's like, this is trash. And it's like, well, to you, who's, why are you talking? Like, we talked about this last time. Who are you to be the critic about this? It's, but I think everybody, to each his own. And you're right, Kendrick, like, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was not, like, a dance album. Right? Like, it, um, I remember when Prince Paul dropped Prince Among Thieves. I don't know if anybody remembers that album. I'm going back to, like, shit, like, 2000. Prince Among Thieves was like a, a th- it was like a cinematic album where it was telling stories. Uh, Breeze Everflowing at the time was really dope. And it was like a, a story. And people was like, I remember a review was like, I didn't dance or I didn't feel like, and I was like, that's not what it was for. Yeah. <laughs> Everything has a purpose. And I think sometimes we get lost because it's called comedy. We feel like we're supposed to laugh. But some great comedies, you don't, they're not exactly laugh out loud moments. A lot of comedy is like, oh shit, that, that's right. And you laugh because it's like, that's unbelievable. They nailed it. And maybe Chris Rock has gone that route. I have to watch it. Yeah. Dave Chappelle did the same thing. And I think sometimes comedians can be just excellent storytellers because that's their job is to keep you in on the story. But yeah, I, nothing should come with a disclaimer. This is not funny. Please don't watch me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, and it's funny, I assume we both like something like that because yeah, I don't pay attention because I enjoyed it. But I don't pay attention to what people say and all that good stuff. Because people tune into our podcast for Combat Sports. And I'm like, you're going to listen to whatever the hell I want to give you. Yeah. Like, whatever we're talking about right now, it is what it is. So I understand that. Where it's like, I get what you came for. But at a certain point, this is my outlet. This is my platform. This is what I've worked hard to get. So if I feel like talking about this today, we're we going to go on a journey. Yeah, so I mean, look, the perfect example, like, two th- it was very early 2000s, 2003, four. I went and saw Dave Chappelle at the House of Blues. This is right when Chappelle's show season two came out. And he comes out, and, like, it's a bunch of frat boys, that bro guys. They're like, Rick James, bitch, bitch, I'm Rick James. And they just keep yelling, and Dave's just sitting there. He doesn't say anything for, like, 10 minutes. He's like, y'all finished? And they keep going, Rick James, bitch. Lights a cigarette, still sitting there. He's like, I'm not here doing Rick James shit. Why not? Because I don't fucking want to. And then he goes into the scene. It was a great stand-up, but it was like there was this expectation that he was like going to continue off the true Hollywood stories. He was like, if you want that, just turn on Comedy Central. I'm not here for that. He started storytelling. And it's, it's Dave, so you feel like a lot of his improv and a lot of his like feeding off the crowd. What does he feel like talking about today? And he became a master at that. But it was just funny because people wanted Rick James. They wanted him to do that impersonation. He was like, I ain't doing that shit. He's like, you better go get your money back. Too bad it's gone. Like it was... Then he just started riffing on the crowd, and I was like, good. It's his platform. This is what he wants to do. Yeah, you can be a critique of that. You may not like it. I get it. But I don't, never thought a comedian's job or an artist's job is to make universal comedy that everybody likes. If you hate it, good. I think that's what I want to do sometimes. Like, I, I don't want you all to like it. There are some times where I'll say something on social media, and people are like, oh, you're alienating the MMA base or the boxing base. And I was like, fuck them. <laughs> Like, I didn't come here to, to, to appease them, to make them happy. I could care less. Like, you know, we talked about the Javante Davis thing. What, are we not supposed to talk about it? Because y'all love boxing, y'all love Javante. I ain't here for y'all. You don't pay me my check. It's nothing to do with that, but there's a bunch of other people that like it. The critics are always louder than the people who like shit, just like the comment section in anything. Most of the comments are all rude. Yep. This, I didn't like this comedy special. It was horrible. But then the numbers come in. You're like, well, somebody liked that shit. Everybody watching it. Yeah. Everybody watching. Exactly. So it's destination television. It's 
what people watch, but art is whatever you make of it. And sometimes it's not going to make you dance. It's not going to make you laugh. And too bad. And this ties in loosely to the boxing conversation we're about to have. But how important is it to speak to a specific audience? I say that because I was driving here and again, not to do with the special per se, but I was listening. Um, shout out to my dude, Macho. He's a comedian here in Vegas um, from Michigan. He's on views from the seven. I was listening to him and he's talking about it. And he's just talking about Chris Rock in general. And he's like, I, he's a comedian, professional. He's like, I don't really enjoy Chris Rock. And everyone else is like, why? And there's other people who like Chris Rock and don't on the show. But he was like, I feel like long ago, Chris Rock stopped talking to us and started talking down on us. Mm -hmm. In terms of like the black community. And it was interesting because I feel like Gervonta is the exact opposite. Yeah. He's completely relatable to what people think the black community is. Yes. And he was talking about Chris Rock, and he was like, he's lost sight in his head, even beyond being rich. He was like, he equates being broke and poor to black people. Because when he was wholeheartedly growing up black, he was broke and poor. So all his jokes are about when he was poor, then you're black. And he paints all white people as being rich. Like, no, you just happen to live around white people now and they are rich because you are rich. Like, and he says it comes across poorly in his audience because he doesn't. He has a, a stereotypical mindset of what the audience is now. So there's no connect. And I feel like that's why people defend Gervonta because he, they have a stereotypical mindset of what black people are. Yep. So they forgive him. And if you criticize him, you are against black culture if you Boy, are black. That, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. All right, so to talk about Chris Rock, I, I've said this. Like, it feels like he's punching down sometimes because he's rich. It's different now. And it's not the same jokes you were telling when you were trying to come up. And I see the critique of that, and I, I kind of understand it because I'm like, I get it. If, you're, if, you're, if you feel like you can't relate to that comedy no more, it's not for you. And it's like, should Chris Rock still be? But he's not living that life anymore, which is the other part of this equation that I think a lot of people miss. I, I think I mentioned this before, like when people were talking about men, the menu, the movie. And I was like, I love this movie. I thought it was incredible. And I saw people that hated it because they didn't like, they were like, oh, you know, black people don't relate to this food. And I was like, but I do. Like, that's, that's what I aspire to do. And not only do I aspire to do it, I actually go do it. Somebody said, I'm just not going to try. But I was like, man, the food is shot so well. Like, that's the, it relates to me. But the filmmaker's job wasn't to relate to everybody. Again, Chris Rock is, yeah, he's, he's, he's grown out of the box that we put him in. And we can be frustrated with it. But what, what do you, my, my question is always, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to spend all his money and be broke so you can relate to him again? <laughs> because he does live a different life than the rest of us. And he's lived a life that's rich now longer than he's lived a life of being poor. Some people want people to be Rick Ross. They want them to be Pusher T. Yeah, but they, Rick, they want them to only talk about the times before yeah, you can't they were that. rich. Pusher T does this all the time. And people, but, some people 
they love, love it. that. Yeah, and and that's fair. That's why it's like I get when certain things just aren't for me anymore, right? Like I'll hear something or a joke or I'll see something. I'm like, I've grown out of that. I don't identify with that anymore because my lifestyle has changed. Like, but some people are stuck in that element, and either they're stuck in their circumstances or they're just stuck in that mindset, and that's the only thing they'll ever appreciate. I've seen people that was I get that. I mean, I get it in from friends that from high school all the time. It's like, oh, you bougie and you grew up like. What happened? I call you bougie constantly. Yeah, but it's But different. I love doing bougie shit with you. Right. <laughs> but I get people's like, oh, you know, like they'll say something like, oh, we're drinking Hennessy. And I was like, ugh, by yourself? Mm-mm. Oh, what happened? You, you got too rich on us? Yes. <laughs> That's like a very short answer. Like, yes, yes. I do not drink regular Hennessy anymore. Yes, yes. Am I supposed to be ashamed of that? No. Nope. And I'm not going to. But that, that Chris Rock doesn't tell Hennessy jokes anymore. Chris Rock tells... Pick an expensive cognac, like a whistle pig, or, you know, like he tells uh, McCallan jokes now. Yeah. And the audience that related to those Hennessy jokes, that's too rich for their blood. They don't want to hear those jokes. They want to hear them poor jokes in that sense. And Chris isn't that anymore. Like he talks about like living next to Dennis. His life is weird because people talk, because we, we as a community get mad about him talking about his life when we can't see his life. So how do we identify with what he sees? Yeah. You're, You'll like the special. I can't wait until you watch it. I probably will. What you're saying now, after especially after this conversation, you'll look at the comedy special in like a little bit different lens. And uh, I am just barely, I, I can relate. Like I can understand what he's saying in many parts of the special. So many people focus on the Will Smith shit. Right. Like, there's a whole special. But I think you'll also relate to like other parts because we talk about these type of things all the time. So when you talk about like the lens he now views his life and as a comedian, you got to share those things. That's your job. And how it comes across. But some people, it's we, it comforts them when people don't grow. Oh yes. It makes you feel better about and your that's life. That's Gervonta. Yes. Gervonta is who he is now. He got more money, but he is the same person. Yeah. He was when he was 16. And that, that is a scary thought process, right? Like, Tank, like Tank Davis is the A side of this fight. Yes, he is. And he's got a lot of money. And he sold pay-per-views. But he's still like the semi-inarticulate Baltimore kid. And people identify with that. He's just got a lot of money now. Yep. Now, on one hand, you go, yeah! Like, he's keeping it real. But then when his boxing career is over... And if he can't manage his books or he's bad, he's let other people manage his life. Then he's just back into being an inarticulate kid from Baltimore. Now he's broke. Or now he's not doing it. Like, like we look at Adrian Broner, right? Yep. Other people, it's like, oh, I've learned through this. And I, I Jalen ne- Rose is a great example of that. Yes. I talked to Jalen. Like, and early in his NBA career, he wasn't that. Oh, but something, he admits it. Something flipped. He does. He's very open. It flipped. Very articulate, on television, giving back to the community, has yes. tons of schools, appreciates education, everything now. Completely flipped. Yeah. The, the light changed. And, and that's, and that's Jalen Rose is a very good example because there are some people who grow up and punch down and we don't appreciate that. Or there's some people that grow up and give back and they don't really punch down. They acknowledge and recognize things because they remember where they were at, at that time and how they felt they were punched down too. And now there's just like, this is how you can grow. And then they do that and you go, I can appreciate that. Everything about Jalen Rose I can appreciate except for a barber should charge $100 a haircut. <laughs> That's rich people shit right there. I don't got hair. 
I'm just saying. I don't understand. A hundred? And every barber should charge that? You fucking up the game for everybody. Yep. Nevertheless, in the case of Tank, I, like, I get it. Like, they did a fantastic job of marketing this guy. And it just helps to knock people out. Mike Tyson was the same way. Inarticulate. Mm-hmm. Punch people's heads off. We can relate. This kid from Catskill, New York. Yeah. I love that. But then he got older and he got into all this trouble. And they marketed him very highly from Brooklyn. Oh, yes. Because it's a different area. If it's it in Catskills, it's like, all right, there's a Brooklyn and tough. Like, yeah. yeah, like. But look at Jay-Z. And listen to how many people go, ah, oh, Jay-Z's not for me anymore. He tossed that rich shit. You want him to be poor forever? And we do. We want some fighters to be what they are forever. Javante may never grow out of what he is because there is a comfort that he finds in it that he doesn't feel like he has to. And his fan base also agrees that we like you just the way you are. But they're fucking fans. They're not your family. They're not your friends. Keeps leading to trouble, whatever it is. Like. Right. Like, everybody, there's a lot of people who's like, uh, you turn your back on the hood. Like, to me, if I said something about Javante, like, what is this? Like, my issue has always been, yeah, I grew up in a place called Crack Alley, but I didn't like everybody there. So I got to relate to all of them. I didn't like half of them. Some of them were assholes. <laughs> Some people came up and did very well for themselves. Yeah. There's a split. The hood ain't all this. The hood's not a monolith. It's not the same people. So Javante heading into this fight, it's, uh, as we talk about it, like you truly see the clash of cultures. These two are so different. Very. Like they're so, like Southpaw, right? Like there's one who's super economical as punches. One's tall and rangy. Like then you talk about the cultures. Mexican-American, who's not really Mexican, very Oscar De La Hoya, the pretty boy that people question whether he can fight. One's this grimy kid from Baltimore. We knew he grew up rough and he's made something of himself. Two vastly different styles. Like every, I could see when Vegas, there's going to be some fights. Oh yeah. Because they're split down the middle and like who acknowledges who? Like I, I like Ryan Garcia as a person. I've been around Ryan a lot. I like him. Javante's a funny guy because he's not saying anything bad about him. But it's like, even though he can relate to him, he don't really give you his time. He was two hours late to that first press conference. Hour late today. And Ryan was like, that's not professional. People are like, boo, Ryan. No, he's right. Show up on time. Why can't you do that? Everybody takes a Floyd Mayweather with a playbook and runs with it. There's only one Floyd. And not everybody like Floyd either. But until you make a fight that gets you $100 million, we have nothing to talk about. But yeah, I... I I see this split heading into this fight and watching this press conference, both of these press conferences, and then looking at the comments, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be so, like, this is such a, I can't remember the last time we had two different American cultures clash. We've seen Irish and African Americans. We've seen Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. But we're looking at two different cultures in the United States are going to be on one side of the fence or the other for this particular fight. Yeah, and it's, it's weird because, again, people look at it as a culture, community thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I can't rock with everything Javante does. No. Ryan is arguably more relatable to the people I know than Javante. Where, yes, he grew up in a little bit better area. Like it was Bakersfield or something. Um, or Victorville, mm-hmm. Victorville, California, like cool, close to LA. Probably got some family in LA. But you know how many poor people live in Victorville? Victorville yeah, it's not that great. Right. Like I've been through Victorville, 
Like, it's not like he was astronomically wealthy. But he realized, okay, people say I, like, look pretty good. I'm good at boxing. Started social media. It happened to blow up. You do anything stupid to blow up? Nothing. He was just himself. And people were like, oh, I like the way he looks. And then all these followers came. And then he's earned everything still. He had bouts with mental health. A lot of people do. Yep. I know a lot of people that do. He was very open about it. Took time for himself. Did the right thing. Came back. Got the biggest fight of his life. His life has gone up since taking time for himself. Stepping away from work. Yeah. Which so many people are afraid to do. And then they put him down. He was scared. Or he didn't want to do this. Like, you're scared because if you're going through the same thing, your ass going to go to work on Monday because you might not got a job. Right. Like, that. that's fear. He's not scared. He's in a position where he took time, gambled on himself, said, I'm going to be okay. But I need to be mentally okay. Like, he's very relatable. And he's had ups and downs. You know, he had a relationship, had a kid. That didn't work out. It's all the... Like, that shit kind of played out publicly. That was, like, a little weird. I think he cheated, him like, on his baby mama or something yes. with an influencer or some shit. I don't know. He was an influencer in 1920. Right. So, like, I understand. He's very relatable. Tank, to me, and isn't. Got a bunch of money. He didn't change with the money. He wanted to be Floyd. He's very flashy. He, he does whatever is here and now in the moment. All the jewelry, the... Oh, the little diamond in the tooth was in. He went, got a diamond in the tooth. He's he rocked the green purse yesterday because everybody else is rocking purses now. Like he'll do whatever is in and in vogue. Cause you can't tell me that shit's Baltimore. You can't tell me any like. And I think some people pull that off. That shit's dope. Like, but I'm not gonna go out and get a purse just because it's fly, fly right now. If I felt like I could pull it off, I would have been been doing the shit. But. I don't think I pull off a purse. So, like, he he's does whatever's trending. Like, I can't relate to that without physically trying to better himself. He doesn't really talk to other people and try to better them. Right. It's very Floyd. Uh, Floyd in the background actually did a lot of that, which is why Gervonta's here. Yes. Um, but Gervonta didn't take any of those qualities. Not yet. For what everything Floyd is and isn't, um... Reason why Devin Haney came from the Bay Area down to Vegas. The reason why Tank came from Baltimore here in Vegas. Because Floyd would find these kids who didn't have all that much, but had a great boxing talent, bring them to Vegas, pretty much pay for their families. They would train at the Mayweather gym and blossom into stars. They have Carmel Mouton now, who's going to uh, 16 and under nationals. It's the number one prospect in the world for his weight class which I believe is 125 like Floyd did the same with that kid that's why Mayweather promotions like alright Tank cause he knows what he does and gives back and a lot of those kids are thankful to him um, top rank has Floyd uh, Floyd Diaz mm. uh, he's done this for kids all the time like Tank doesn't do that necessarily yet like he's still very like me 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 like that's just not relatable no. to the vast majority of people but you say, and you call them out on the shit. Oh, they come. They come for you. It, 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 because a lot of people like to see flawed people because it makes them feel like their flaws are okay. So nobody's going to admit to a hit and run or a domestic violence or anything like that. And I can always tell who is the ones like, oh, you might do this because you'd be like, it's just a mistake. All right. Is it? Or is it a trend? Like, or they'll say, his baby mama dropped the allegations. That was like the number one. His baby mama, you know, she dropped it. The 911 call did happen. Okay, fine. 
Because I said this from the jump. They're allegations, right? But I saw the video where he yoked up old girl at the basketball game. Like, if you're doing that in front of people, I got questions. I can't relate to that. I don't beat my wife. So I can't relate to physically manhandling a woman in public. I can't. No. And then being accused of it again two right. years later, whether you did it or not. Whether you did it or not. But whether there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like, not all these allegations are going to hit. But it was like R. Kelly. I remember there was people that were, like, defending R. Kelly. And I was like... There's a lot of smoke here. And if you keep like, and then now look. Yeah. Everybody. Boondocks episode. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. And it, but the thing is, it's like, not everybody's going to be right. Not everybody was sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, right? Yeah. But the good number of women were, like Bill Cosby. Not everybody got quaaluded to death by <laughs> Bill Cosby. Some of them, I believe, aren't telling the truth. I don't know which ones, but there's like 70 of them. <laughs> so it's like, somebody's telling the truth. And, what they don't want you to do is bring this up. And I'm like, why? Because you should. It's, it's a crime. These are court documents. He's going to court. I'm not saying he's got to go to jail. And my argument was, I just saw Rolly Romero get allegations and people were like, he got pulled from the fight. And it was like, yeah, he did. And Tank's still fighting because they know where the money's at. It's a big difference. But I, yeah, I can't relate to Tank. I do appreciate a kid from Baltimore because... Baltimore's fucking rough. Yeah. I do appreciate him making something of himself. And, I mean, as we get deeper into this conversation, boy, do I like me some Calvin Ford. <laughs> this man handles himself so well at these press conferences. And, and he's still straight up. My like, man, where's the earpiece? The Bluetooth? Yeah. It's 2023, dog. Yeah, I you see that? I love it. I, I, love, I love Calvin Ford, and I don't know. It reminds me a little bit when I was, used to be around Adrian Broner when I shot that documentary. I used to talk to Mike Stafford all the time. Yep. And Mike Stafford was very, very nice, very complimentary. And he was just like, you know, the only thing that's going to get Adrian's raise is him. And there's only so much I can do because I'm not his dad. And, but I'm going to be here. And I see a lot of that in Calvin Ford. It's like, I'm going to teach Javante how to get out of these circumstances because I want what's best for him. And I know people around him may not, but I'm going to give him everything. And, but Javante's still Baltimore. The other part of that is just like NFL players or athletes, you give them a lot of money too fast, Ain't nobody taking the time to teach him how to spend it. Yeah. You know, like even Ryan talked about today, I dropped out of school in ninth grade. And it's like, did you have to? Well, yeah, because that was the only path to becoming like an amateur 15-time national champion in the amateurs. That was his only path. But it's like when you get all this money. Devin Haney did the same. Yeah, when you get all this, and fighting smokers in Mexico, right? Yeah. yeah. But when you get all this money and you don't know what to do with it and it happens really fast, you don't have time to change. You're still you just with more money. So when you give a problem child, whoever they are, a ton of money, they're not just going to shape up. It's just going to make them more of what they already are. Until somebody comes in and was like, hey, chill. Like Adrian Brown, I just saw him on Instagram saying he's five months sober. Yes. But look what it took. Looks phenomenal. But look what it took. It it took him finally realizing, like, all these people ain't going to be around me forever. I think... Who made... Kendrick Perkins, we talked about on the last show with his ridiculous Nikola Yochis comments, whatever. But Kendrick Perkins had talked about he didn't want to listen to the OGs in the locker room until he was the guy that was out of the league and his phone wasn't ringing no more and all his friends ditched him and then he got called back to come back to the league and his phone started ringing again. It was like, oh, I experienced it now. It's just like us as parents, we tell our kids, stop doing that. It's going to fuck up your knees. Stop doing that. It's going to mess you up in the long run. And kids, as I was saying, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear Stop eating bad. It's going to make your metabolism slow down. You'll be fat as shit when you get older. I'm skinny now. Then when it happens to you, you go like, I got to go on a diet. I should teach everybody else how to diet. 
usually it's too late. Adrian Broner, it's not too late, but if he took care of himself earlier in his career, he'd be a much better fighter. Yes. Somehow Floyd managed to skip all the drugs, eating bad. He managed to stay this way forever. His metabolism, he's special. But in the case of Tank, it's like, because he ballooned up in weight. Yeah. Him and Adrian shared guts yeah. <laughs> at one point. And it's like, I want to see him do better, but it's happening so fast. There's no time for somebody to cultivate and help him be a better person. He's just Baltimore Gervonta with more money and more money, more attention. And then it just seems like he's still angry because he feels like he has something to prove because people doubt him. Now is some of his ignorance or he's not the most articulate person in the world. And people pick up on that and pick on him about that. And I was like, that's kind of not fair. Yeah, Ryan... Listen, Ryan, they were, they Ryan were, cooked his ass. Oh, he did. Ryan said, when you come up here, put together a sentence. And I was like, oh. oh I was like, oh, you fuck. son of a bitch. I was like, I was like, oh, because you know that hurt. Like, there's things, and with Tank, and when he's speaking, you, you could tell. And it's not a bad thing. That's something I can um, not relate with directly, but because I, I, again, I saw this growing up. I've seen people like this, where public speaking still really not his oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, He'll start on a thought, stop for a second, and then just cut it off because he feels like it's taking too long to articulate what he wants to say. Yeah. And then he'll just be like, you'll see on April 20th. Like, I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I would impress somebody on that. Like, you're doing your best. That's something, a moment of vulnerability yeah. that is very relatable. But it's masked mo- the majority of the time by this persona that, leads to getting in trouble. He's, no one can help the Adrian Broners. No one can help the Javante Davis, the Floyd Mayweathers. They can only help or hurt themselves, like yeah. you said. And Tank could choose to help himself. If he knows how, right? If you're just vulnerable, you will learn how. Perk, in your story, had to be humbled. Yes. He became vulnerable he yep. was now open to other influences. He's on television. He has a whole second career. Jalen Rose, like we said earlier, become vulnerable. You're humbled. Everything opens up to you. Adrian Broner has been humbled. Black Prime check went quick. Yeah, he's like, oh. And he's like, uh-oh. But in the midst of that, got back in the gym, got sober. Everything opens up, and he's like, wow. And he looks healthy. Yeah. He's talking differently. It's like, oh. That guy is always there. Like, you you are actively keeping yourself in that bubble. I'm twin. I might rob you, but he ain't talking like that now. No, because what is there to talk like? Yeah, you are actively keeping yourself in this persona. Yeah. To not be vulnerable and address your shit. And that's where I think Tank is. He's just keeping himself in that. Sooner or later, everyone grows up. Everyone matures. And when you're young, you're young and dumb and all this stuff. You have to actively act more mature. People do a lot of shit to act more mature. They get married at 20. Me. You, you have three kids by 21. Me. Like, you do a lot of shit to act mature. I was not mature. Like, I, I was the king of the fucking payment arrangements instead of paying bills, right? Like, everything on the outside said I'm a grown-up. Everything I was doing was not. Think you... And the reverse rap back group chat taught me about how to fix my credit like three years ago. Like, and the importance of credit. Like, fuck a credit card. I don't need any credit in life. And y'all are like, yo, three or four years ago. 
And then I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. But you have to like, if I was young and still in my first century, no, I had to lose a marriage and go through all this shit and do all this and I become humble and then you grow and you listen to people. Lo and behold, credit's doing well. Just bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> so like that that's that thing. And I don't see, I think it's 28. He's not little anymore. Like no. I, I don't see him opening up to that. And that is what's scary because he's getting sentenced in May. That could go his way. It doesn't have to. Right. Like you're going to put that kid in six months of, of jail. Like that's, that could set him back worse. Could. Tyson's the most cautionary tale. Where Tyson been humbled, humbled, humbled. What? It finally kicked in at like 48 years old. Yeah. And Tyson now is like, hey, let's smoke some weed. I'll tell you all my stories. Great. He matured and opened up at 48. Living one hell of a second act. Tremendous. Incredible. But it took till 48 years old. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, people grow at different times. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the veil of invincibility as a young black male in America is real. Like we don't, we don't think we're going to get old or we don't think... We can get old, yeah. right? Like, we don't, we don't think about tomorrow. We think about right now because it could all be gone, right? And when we get it, we're like, oh, we got it. I got to spend it. I mean, we all, we all kind of grew up like that. We have friends who grew up like that. And even, you know, when you're 20, 40 sounds like, oh, my God, I'm dead, right? 30 sounds like you're dead. But then you get there and you're like, oh, this shit ain't, this ain't bad. <laughs> like, I'm, when, you, when you cross 30, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I, my, my favorite Ryan Garcia story, and I can't wait to see him because I can't wait to bring this up. About four years ago, where I, I was with him, we're in an elevator, and we're talking. And then he's like, did you want to do the interview? I forgot. Like, I was talking to his dad, and she was like, yeah, so we're in this long elevator ride. And in the elevator, I was like, yo, um, 
because he said something to me that like he he was talking about retiring in like three years. I was like, why? He's like, well, I think I can do everything I want in three years. He's like, do you know how fast three years goes? He's like, well, you know, it takes a long time. It's like, you know, when you're a sophomore, do you like graduate high school? I was like, yo, life moves a lot faster <laughs> when you out of school, right? Because now there's not markers. Like every day you wake up, it's like, it's my birthday again? What happened? And in the case of Ryan, like these three years have passed since 2020. It's 2023 and you're just now getting the biggest fight of your career. Are you still going to retire? No, he's not going to retire. He's got more work to do. But in the case of like Gervonta, it's the same thing. It's like, he's 28. Probably didn't think he was going to get to 30. He said he's going to retire in like three years. They, said, they all say this. I'm not going to fight. They all say it. I'm not going to fight until they do. Right? It's, they all say, oh, I don't want to be old. But then you look at somebody like Bernard Hopkins who fought damn near until he was 50. And all he did was take care of himself. But Bernard got humbled because he was incarcerated at a, at a young age. Yep, yep. And he came out and he figured out. I mean, I always used to tell him Malcolm X because a lot of people talk about Malcolm. It's like, you got to remember, Red went to jail. It came out and it changed him because he was open to change. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be humble to become better. Sometimes you got to get knocked out to learn like, oh, it ain't always going to be here. Sometimes you got to lose a championship, right? I, I, I watched Javante and I watched the way he moves and I'm like, yo, he's 28. He don't feel like he has to listen to anybody because I was in the same spot. I was a lot broker, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in the same position. I was like, what are you telling me? Like, I'm not listening to that shit. Like, if I get this money, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this, even though I, I wasn't that. But I, I look at Tank, and it's just like, there is, there, he's not thinking, like, I, I listen to fighters talk about legacy, but I don't think they really understand what legacy is. I'm going to fight three fights. I'm going to fight on 30. I'm going to retire. I'm going to be the greatest of all time. That's not how this shit works. It's all the other stuff you got to do in the process and all the things you got to do to take care of your body because when you hit 30, and your metabolism says, fuck you. Now you got to make some decisions, some life decisions. All that drinking you was doing, like Zab Judah was a perfect example. Zab Judah is also a Trump supporter. He got really weird with Zab. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Oh, I saw something about Zab that. got really weird. Yeah, it's like, mm, lose my number. Uh, but Zab was gifted. He took it for granted. And he drank his career away, basically, like by not taking training seriously, not taking fights seriously. And you think your gifts will always get you through. So one day they don't. The case of Floyd Mayweather is so different because he knew he was gifted. But then he was like, hmm, there's a future here if I just stick to the basics and I create this character because that motherfucker can't get hurt in the ring. Mm -hmm. I just make this character. And I, he's never been the most articulate. 50 Cent still jokes that he can't read. But he's rich. <laughs> yeah. He figured out how to live. He's still in tremendous shape. And now he's robbing banks for exhibition bouts. Tank, they, they were like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you will. He's learned how to speak very well. I'll tell you that yeah. about Mayweather. He but, took, like, some really good media training. Yeah, reps, time. Yeah, you figure out what to do. time into this. But you hear people like, I wouldn't do those exhibition bouts until you're doing them and you're getting paid, like, 30, 29, whatever millions of dollars you are to beat up people on YouTube. Yeah, you're going to do it. Like, Floyd has a shelf life. Javante's not thinking like that. But all of that is, is just, like, it's, it's the hip-hop culture. It's, like, what some people relate to. They want him to stay in that box because they feel like he's tangible. And then he, he'll lose and everybody will dis, ditch him. Some will stay by his side. But some people will be like, ah, oh, he lost, it's over for him. Because we don't really care that much. And that's just a community in general. Not the black community, just people. Somebody loses a fight, we leave them alone. Yep. They're not that good. Some people we just like. But this fight is indicative of all of those things. Between two different people, two different lifestyles, two different cultures, two different eth ethnic backgrounds, everything. They're both not... Fallible, they all have flaws, but it's like we're watching people pick sides based on what they can relate to in the culture. 
I'm just watching a good fight. Yep. But I, to bring this all full circle, it's like, this is all about storytelling, right? Like, my favorite part of boxing is like, why do you do this? Because nobody boxes because they have something better to do. <laughs> like, no. seriously, like, if, if Tank was an articulate, well-spoken, intelligent uh, person who had a future in, like, engineering, he probably wouldn't have been in a boxing gym. Probably would have been an engineer. We use our tools that we have at our disposal to get to where we want to be. And then we make decisions. Again, Jay-Z sold drugs. Very open about it. But then he was like, there's a way to transition this business into a business, right? That's a lot of dope dealers that I... You've met... I mean, we've all met, like, people over the years. You're like, yo, if you use this in a boardroom, this negotiating tactic... 100%. It'd be incredible. I've told that story on this podcast. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I had a cousin who went to prison for doing some pretty stupid shit here in the state of Nevada. And... Something that is legal in portions of this state of Nevada. And I was like, you're pretty smart. We, we had pretty good grades growing up. Like, you're choosing to do some dumb shit. If this is what you want to do with your life, like, a business license doesn't cost that much. No, like, yeah, you can buy some property. Because sooner or later, you had money. Like, you went to prison, but you had an absorbent amount of money at a period of time somebody is willing to give you all this money. They will also probably give you credit. Yes. Get a property, learn about different counties and zoning and lines, get a big enough property. You could probably do some shit legally. Yeah. They laughed. And I was like, ha, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, all right, well, can't help everybody. I mean, dude, one of the greatest lines is you can't sell dope forever, right? Like you can't sell what you are forever. You got to make a transition. You got to become something different. Again, in the case of Tank Davis, it's like, you're not always going to be the best. You might lose this fight, right? And then what? And again, people are going to abandon Tank if he loses, which sucks, yeah. right? But it's just the way that society is constructed. If some people stick with him, it's like, I like the cigarette side of Tank. And it's like, not that he's a good, not a good fighter, but some people like stick to the personality. It's the same thing with like Jake Paul. People yeah. root for him as a person or hate him as a person, but they watch because of the person. Not because he's like gifted. We watch boxing because of the art. Yep. Other people watch it because they just attach themselves to a personality that they want to see knock out another personality. And that's really what it boils down to. So I wa- like I'm watching these two at this press conference and they're talking shit and da-da-da. And I'm not rooting for one side or the other. I just want to see a really good fight. I'm glad that they're fighting. Yep. And whatever happens, I feel like they'll know that they did good business. And they were like, either we do this again or like, Connor and Floyd was like, yeah, we talked all that shit, but man, we got a lot of money to make. Look at all this money we made, right? I don't think there's any true animosity between Javante and Ryan. I think it's very competitive. And I think Javante will admit that as well. Just where he's from, he talks shit a little bit different. Like, I don't, all them jokes and shit, I'll just knock you the fuck out on April 22nd. That's all, that's where Tank is at. Ryan is like, he's a little bit more clever with how he was coming back with him. And even Ryan's not the most articulate kid in the world. But, this is, again, this is a fight that people are going to choose their sides based on the circumstances of their life. And if I were to go out there, not me, it's not good, not a good comparison. If somebody, if me at 20 would have rooted for Ryan Garcia, my boys would be like, you fucking traitor. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, man. It's like, what can you relate to? And what do you aspire to be? People are going to have different ways to look at that. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely, I'm glad it kind of got us through this whole conversation of, these press conferences and everything through that aspect of things. 
but viewing all of this through the lens of of others is something that's always interesting to talk about because we go through our lives and I was talking to my wife about this the other day because she's now started a business and it's doing well and everything. And she's like trying to share it with people in her life. And then she's just like, well, then they just come back with like snarky comments or all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, because they really can't relate to that. No. Like, I was like, they don't mean anything by it per se, but sooner or later you, it is shitty. You have to talk about different things to different people to make them comfortable at times. And that comes with growth, with being articulate, with reading the room, with having all these different things. I was like, but it's funny because now just my group of friends and like, she'll talk to like reverse rat pack member, Marcus Vanderberg. She'll talk to his wife a lot more. We'll go on vacations where uh, we get to meet Dwayne and his family and everything. And like, like, yeah, but you can talk to like them and like you have more in common with these people now than you do with people you've known 30 years sometimes. Right. And you'd be like, yo, you're not like people just think like, oh, you're stunned on me. It's like, no, like, but people can't relate with being a stay-at-home wife. Like, that's not like something, and she's from Hendertucky, anyone's ever been to Vegas. <laughs> it's a deep Henderson. But like people like can't relate to that. And I laugh her all the time because like, yo, you always thought your mom was like, she always thought her mom was kind of like out of touch because her mom had a rich husband at one point and uh, made fun of her because she traveled a lot and came back with like accents and shit <laughs> or like was boozy about wine or like liquor and all this stuff. Always went to great restaurants. I was like, yo, we're, we're like that now. And I was like, you laughed at your mom for these things. The people laughing at you. I was like, it's amazing how stuff is like full circle. I was like, you did that when you were young. Like, adults also do this. Yeah. Like, people, they don't understand. Like, so many people just hit me up. It's astronomical how many people hit me up for money. And not large sums of money. And not all of them are very close to me. But they'll just hit me, yo, I need $60 for this. Yo, yo, can you cash out me a hundo? I'll get it back. Never get the money back. And I have a firm. I'll give you money twice. Use it however you want. You better ask for like a decent amount of money. If you can't figure out your life with money twice, then you're, you're kind of asked out in my book. But so many people, and I'm just like, what people see through their lens of me is very different than even we talk about here on this show. Because we got this show, we joke, blah, blah. Like we, we don't treat each other any differently no. than, than ever. When we met, you were at Yahoo. Yeah. When we met, I was at BSO. Like our conversations have not changed. But the conversation to everyone else around is so different. So it's one of those things where I hope Tank realizes, like, yo, I, I have to change for me because the people around me are always going to change. Yeah. For better or worse. There's some people stick through, but you can always have Baltimore people. And you can go and you can reminisce. So I hate when people are like, yo, you get around your high school friends, you guys just talk about high school. Because it's common ground. We can relate yeah. to that. Because... Everybody ain't in the same place. So if we start talking about other shit, like we're alienating people, people are going to be salty. Yep. So we reminisce. You can go back to the block, talk about whatever the fuck you did. I don't know what they did in Baltimore. Like in New York, we opened hydrants. We rode bikes. We, we did a bunch of like stupid shit, played sports all the time. We can reminisce. I go back to the block, reminisce. But when you get to talking about like life and where it's taking you, you kind of got to get new friends for that sometimes. Yeah. Like you, you gravitate... And I'm not saying cut off friends, but 
bring in new friends that can understand that. Talk about people in that area, and that, and that's how you learn and you grow. And I don't feel like he has enough of those people. No, he probably doesn't. He's he's probably not even interested in it right now because like this conversation we're having, he's probably like, nah. Yeah, I'm rich. Yep. Right, right. But I'll tell you this much: Floyd got rich, and befriended a lot of other rich people. Yeah, that's that's why like, he's still making money. Yeah, but you know, you was who you was before you got here. <laughs> Travante got rich, kept all his same friends, and they hoping that he makes them rich. Yeah, I mean, Jay Z said you was who you was before you got here. Like some of y'all, some people are just who they are. Right, it's cool. Jay, Jay still got Emery. He yeah, still Tata's got still Tata. There. Guess what? He also knows a lot of other rich billionaires. <laughs> like, you don't got to leave them behind. No. You got to get some new ones. But that's how you learn, right? Yep. That's how you learn and that's how you grow. And ultimately, the conversation for me with Javante is not about his, his jewelry. It's about his, his run-ins with the law. And so the biggest thing I'm concerned with is, like, he's carrying a certain mentality. Like, now you have a lot more attention, right? That little yoking up old girl at the, at the basketball game, if you were just Javante from the block, people would have been like, that's just Javante. Now the whole world gets to see what you do this. And you got to change because you're no longer Javante from wherever you're from in Baltimore. Now you're a Javante pay-per-view star. Everybody's paying attention. That video is going to circulate again. Because you it were will. big back then. You ain't this big. No, now you're huge. It's going to bring it up. Yep. There's a hit and run that you're pleading guilty for. Right? Like, we can't deny the facts. Yep. Like, yes, people are going to get upset. Like, dude, uh, you know. People saw the little fighting words video with me, Carissa, and Tom Gray. And Carissa's just the moderator, and she brings up, should this fight be happening? People was like, the zone reporter puts out hit piece. I was like, first of all, she doesn't work for the zone. Second of all, she's a moderator asking a question. It's not a hit piece. It's a real question. Javante's got legal trouble. And then it was like, some people from another promotion like, you guys didn't bring up Jojo Diaz. Because nobody gives a fuck about Jojo Diaz. Yeah. And when Jojo Diaz gets ready to fight, I'll bring it up, which is next week on, on, the, on the Gabe Rosado-Zerto uh, fight. But, I, but who the fuck cares about Jojo Diaz? Yo, what did Cameron say? People get shot all the time, B. Yep. Domestic violence, all this shit happens all the time, but not everybody's Javante Davis. Yep. So we're going to ask questions. And it's fair to ask those questions. It's not unfair to ask, should Javante be fighting? No. Nope. It's fair. He did it. He's in the criminal system. I'm sure he shouldn't be. And that's what I want him to change. I want him to smarten up and be like, you know what? I don't have to do this. Like, like the, and the one of the things before you even get out of here, I just, you saw it, Jake Paul running from Floyd Mayweather, yeah. right? It was, it was the perfect example of fuck around and find out. But Floyd was never going to put hands on Jake. He had the wall. And it's, it's an example of saying, pay other people to do your dirty work. Why are you doing this shit? Stay your ass out of trouble. That's what tanks should do. Although Jake running is very funny because Jake realized, it, you remember the Tyron Woodley when I would sit down when Tyron Woodley was yeah. like, you are stealing from our culture. Like, you ain't built like that. You ain't from here. That moment where Jake was standing outside and saw the wall and saw Floyd, Floyd being Floyd, not Floyd being like celebrity Floyd. Floyd was being Floyd. Yeah. And Jake was like, I'm going to run now. I like my health. He thought about health and safety. He didn't think about them cameras capturing them. None of that shit. I would have ran too. Let's see. I'm just going to have to talk about me. Straight up. Because I don't care if it was Floyd. Jay said it was 50. Floyd blew up with 50 people. There wasn't, they just it look wasn't like 50, 50 when you yeah, get your ass whooped. They really do. That, that one guy count for five, though. I give it to you. Yeah, the wall big was really big, man. But Floyd pulled up with like five people. Whatever. So it's Jake, one security dude, Floyd and five people. I don't care if Floyd pulls up Dolo, I'm fighting the best fighter 
of the past generation, mano y mano, unre- unregulated, like in a street mm-hmm. fight. He's killing me. That's, that's one. I'm not fighting him one-on-one. If he was like, yo, we, we shooting a fair one, I'm probably running off rip. He pulls up, the best fighter, past 20, 25 years, pulls up with five men who are four times his size. Yeah. And say, what up? I'm running. I'm running too. Because y'all just going to talk about me, but I'll be here to then talk back. I'm not here for street cred. Like, I don't, I don't know what people expected because no one making fun of Jake in that situation would have no. stayed there and willingly took an ass whooping. No, but it all boiled down to... And Jake can't shoot him. Like, Jake was like, got your hat. And Floyd was like, I'll remember that. Yep. I'm going to see you again. Right? Like, that got, like, taking a hat off a black man's head that's balding never goes over well. And Jake thought it was funny. And Floyd was like, he had a receipt. Yeah. I'm going to see you again. And he saw him again. And to be fair, Floyd would have probably just slapped him up, embarrassed him. The, the, Floyd I think the wouldn't goal have touched was, him. I think the goal was to embarrass yes, him. intimidate him. Yeah, and which ended up happening anyway. Yeah. So Floyd's like, all right, we even now. You took my hat? I got you running. I got you running. <laughs> you embarrassed, I'm embarrassed. We good. Even Stevens. But a lot of other people, oh, I would have done it. Oh, why would you? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> when was the last time y'all were jumped? Please tell me. How these people have never been in a fight in their life, let alone be jumped. Being jumped is not fun. No. By no means. Nobody got stomped with a Tim before in their life. Because if they did, they would have been right next to Jake. Yo, why are we stopping? Yeah. Because he stopped. <laughs> That's how you know he don't even got, like, real, this shit's about to happen common sense. No, he sprinted before anybody came after him. He just took off. He ran, but he stopped and looked back. You don't stop. No. Nah. When you commit to running. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm out. Like, I mean, you... Yeah, hey, it's cultural. I'm not stopping until I'm on some sort of public transit when nobody around. I'm in a whip or I'm so far. I'm inside of an establishment where I know you can't whip my ass. Those are the three ways I'm stopping. Yeah. So I'm, I'm running into some sort of bank. I know it was at night. I'm running into a major hotel. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can't do nothing to me now. Yep. Like, I'm dog. going behind the desk. Like, I ain't just going to. Run a little bit, stop and look back. No, I, I'm not, I'm not, look, man. I grew up where Vegas was a wild, wild west. They shot all the time. Yeah. And you know, I see three people run. I'm two, one. If you running, I'm running. And I'll ask you why we running. Where are we running from? But yeah. I ain't gonna stop running. No, we running together. Yeah, we, we all running. It, it's, it's very cult, but it's a cultural thing. And Jake was, he realized like there was no mean streets of, uh, because he's not really from Cleveland. It's like some outskirt of Cleveland. Yeah. Wherever he says he's from and he plays this tough guy role and boxing, it's like there's a referee there and the corner can save your ass. He found out on that street that night. He's like, dog, you in a different world. Quit playing. Floyd Rich, but Floyd's still a hood cat. Oh, yeah. Floyd Floyd knows how he got in and out of some contracts. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. Floyd, Floyd, as much as he learned money from certain people, he learned how to handle other types of business from other people. Yeah. And this is an example of that. Yep. Floyd, Floyd knows the art of intimidation. Yes, yes. He's, he's learned this firsthand from people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, before we get out of here, real quick, we'll just touch on uh, a fight that is happening, too, that looked kind of shady. One, Stephen Fulton, in a way, at 122 pounds. It's a tremendous fight. Is Fulton making a mistake taking the fight in Japan? No. Because he's not going to get it in another way. But he's not the challenger. I know, but... I don't think he can win a decision in Japan. I mean... So now you got to be really confident that you're going over there hey, and you're going to sleep the monster. Man, he bet on himself like Devin Haney did against George Cambosis. Granted, George Cambosis is not Nayo Inouye, but... Cambosis had the belts. I know. Stephen Fulton has the belts. I know, but it's... it's Everybody knows that Nayo Inouye is top three pound for pound in the world. Put him anywhere you want. Stephen Fulton's looking at this situation. like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. I have the titles. And I've got something he wants. Yep. So he's going to come to me because if he has those titles and I got to come to him, top ranks make you wait in line. Yep. We're telling you no. Nio Inouye has got something that's, that Stephen Fulton has something that Nio Inouye wants. The time is now. And it's smart. Again, man, I, I, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis are fighting for no belt. It's the biggest fight of 2023. Now, then now and forever. It's on some WWE shit. It's going to be the biggest fight of 2023. I don't care what happens. Fulton versus anyway. Fulton's taking this fight in Japan. He's betting on himself. And it's crazy because Steven, like, Pretty Boy is, was he 22 and 0 with eight knockouts? Yeah. Eight. Eight. You are banking on a decision. It's like, tough. You're banking on really outclassing. Like, you have to outclass the monster and who's not just a knockout artist. He's really good. But I, I guess you explained it to me. Like, when, when else are you going to crack the top five pound for pound? No, it's, it's now. It's very hard. Yeah. Because you have to pretty much bump someone from that spot. Teofimo Lopez versus, uh, I don't know why. Uh, Lomachenko? Lomachenko. Yeah. Like, it was just like, if I think I'm a top 10 pound for pound guy. What am I waiting for? The only way to get in there is to take one of those spots. And I got to fight them. So it's me versus Loma. And he fought him, took the spot for a quick second. And then Fulton's looking the same. Like, I think I'm one of the best in the world. I want to get paid like one of the best in the world. Especially at the lighter weight classes. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, well, the only way I'm going to get this recognition, because I keep winning these belts and people don't seem to give a damn. No, they don't. The only way I'm going to do it is by beating someone who's down there. That's it. So he's like, at least the guy's smaller. That's it. I mean, that, that, that's it. Is is risk reward. And too many fighters protect their undefeated records or they protect their financial interests. It's like, I can get a bigger fight. No, you want to be the best? Fight the best. What the hell are you waiting for? No. A uh, fight that doesn't look like it's happening. Tyson Fury, Man. Alexander Usyk. It seems like Tyson Fury wants more money. Usyk's camp wanted a 60-40 split to the winner. I think they're trying to come off of that. I think Fury's going to demand 65-35, and then if he loses 50-50 in a rematch? God, I, just, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it from the sense like, Tyson, you made a lot of money, right? And the only thing left is to become undisputed. Usyk has what you want. Or does he? Right? Because that's the real question. Do you want those titles? Or are you fighting just to make more money? I think in his head, he's fighting one for the challenge of it. 
right? Yeah. And I don't think he sees Alexander Usyk as a really big challenge. The only thing he has, and he's not a megastar like Wilder was. No. He's not frightening and unbeatable like Wilder was. If he goes into it, Fury arguably has everything to lose, nothing to gain. Because if he wins, it's like, yeah, you're the better guy and you're a giant compared to this man who is just a cruiserweight champion. Like, you, you have nothing to win. That guy has everything to win. So you're going to pay me because I have n- just everything to lose. You're coming to me for the rub. I'm not coming to you for the rub. And in Tyson's mind, I know this from talking to him. He already considers himself undisputed. He's held all of those belts before. The only reason Joshua got those belts is because he vacated. Yeah. No one's ever beat him for those titles. The thing Wilder had was the WBC, the one title he never had. Yep. And he was like, I need that belt. Because without that belt, I'm not the greatest of all time. He's now held all of those belts. They're all in his living room, just stacked. Okay, so he can hold them all at once. Tim, he's still undisputed champion. And, I mean. So it's really only money. Yeah, it's, it's, that's cool and all, but that guy's undefeated. That guy beat Anthony Joshua twice. Well, he's going to be another undisputed guy. Anthony Joshua is what messed up the machine. Yeah, well, but it's, I mean, but at the, ultimately, it, this is the opposite of like John Jones and Francis Ngannou, right? Like, John Jones is, he wants to fight everybody. Even though he says he doesn't want to fight Francis, he really does. Yeah. Tyson Fury, like, John Jones is fighting for legacy. Like, in his head, there's nothing left but legacy. Like, that's what kind of like Michael Jordan did. He won three titles. Rolled off his couch one day. I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to go back and try to win another title. Then he lost the match. He goes, I'm pissed. And he made one, three more. It, but it was all against legacy. Like, everybody was like, the Sonics? Who's there to beat? Everybody. Like, Michael Jones is him against the world. John Jones, him against the world. Tyson Fury is not him against the world. Tyson Fury is like him and get a check. Because if you want to be the best, Oshana Usyk is undefeated. Came up from cruiserweight. A lot of people consider him the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. You should probably fight him the money's going to come because you can still always fight Anthony Joshua and make up the money that you're not getting from Usyk. 60-40 split to the winner, if you're that good, just beat him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's done it before and he's just like, nah. And Again. I, I understand. It's just it's the perception. The UFC would never have this. You're fighting him. That's oh, it. yeah, it would have been over. Yeah, so or you're not fighting anyone. That's Go it. do exhibition. Yeah, find something else to do. Yeah. So, I mean, that. we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then last one. I don't think we're ever getting Crawford Spence. No, I think we're, I think the expiration date is, is is just about up. Crawford has like a mandatory waiting. Spence is about to have two. Yeah, I, I truly believe Crawford's going to end up fighting. What was that Alexis Rocha? and then maybe Virgil Ortiz? Yep. I have a feeling this is the way this is about to go. And then Spence will vacate. He's going to move up. He can't sit around in that weight no, class. And Crawford, a thirty-six-year-old Crawford, go belt collect and try to be. Undisputing against somebody else, and I, good I, luck with boots around. Like if you go Virgil boots, all that stuff, and you beat all them. I mean, PBC ain't doing business with Bud. If this fight doesn't happen, boots ain't fighting Terrence. PBC's like, because PBC is going to say, "Oh no, the kid's the A side." Terrence yeah. like, I'm no. They're going to like, because they hold all the cards. Yep. Terrence is like free agent, and it's like we didn't make this before. We can't trust you now. So in Terrence's case, it's better for him financially. So I get at least fight Virgil Ortiz. And even Virgil's not a given. No. I, I mean, I think Terrence wins that fight. But shit, you're 36. Who knows? And like, this kid got power. He's got pop. I, th- I favor Terrence, but tricked off your own legacy. Like you, you're, you're bugging. But he thinks that's, again, it's a situation where it's like, I don't need this. I don't need this. But you kind of do. 
Because then you're going to go, you're going to be 50 years old having conversations that, you know, the Boxer Hall of Fame was like, I was the best fighter in the world. And everybody's like, we don't believe you. Yeah, you, you didn't, didn't fight. fight you didn't fight everybody. That's now, without fighting him, trumps everything you've ever done in your career. Yeah. That's what people will remember you That for. is what you're known for. That's it. Yep. And I think Mayweather got there with Pacquiao. He's like, I don't care how old we are. At least I could say I fought him. Yeah. And you let it lie, lie wherever it is, but you're never going to question me about it. I don't think these two ha- are on that path. No, so, they're not. It's unfortunate. Sad. Uh, that's our boxing show for today, though. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. We appreciate all of you for listening, as always. Still a pro wrestling show to come this week. Check out our MMA show from earlier in the week as well. Follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok. Check out our YouTube, The Corner Podcast. So much content up there. Tons of content to come, because... We're on the road to WrestleMania. Vegas is going to be hosting a SmackDown shortly. And another UFC pay-per-view in two weeks. And all these fights. Plant Benavidez is going to be here in a couple of weeks. It is stacked for West Coast stuff and specifically for combat sports here in Vegas and close. So we appreciate y'all. We'll be going through providing so much on the road to all these things. Thank you. Thank you all so much for everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, the Marin Resort in Las Vegas. Myself, the old man, Andres Hale. Till next time, we're out. Peace.